friends and freaks. We're looking into the mysterious deaths of the 27 Club. Dare to join us? Kicking names, taking ass. I do like ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't stand myself. I'm not sure if I believe that. No, I actually quite enjoy myself most yeah, of the time. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like my only friend when I'm by myself. Like, isn't that everyone? When they're by themselves, they only have themselves. Yeah, but I feel like most people don't take it to the extreme that I do. Like, I will make jokes with myself and laugh about them when I am alone. I have no shame in it. I am hilarious. I'll make dialogues, but not, like, real-life dialogues. Like, a story. I mean, I did that, too. Like, we talked about it. The fucking birds. The bird gator. I tried to explain to my mom. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Blue Jays are like a little Italian mafia, they think they're tough shit, they come in, they bully the other birds, and it's just like, hey, Tony, get that pigeon over there, and then the squirrels come in, and they're like fucking Russian mafia, and they come in hot as fuck, and they're just like, dumbass, get out of here, this is our bird feeder, I don't know why it came out like that but yeah and Vic is cool as shit he's my favorite he only has like a quarter of his tail left did you come up with the backstory of why his tail's that way no no it's a mystery won't talk about it oh okay it's like okay. I okay like I told you about it's like Heath Ledger style like oh yeah, yeah how yeah, to yeah. get these I scars yeah I he makes up it. something different every time yeah. like some days he cut it off himself just for fun. Other days, it was a drunk accident at a bar. Some days, it was an abusive household and being brought up. He lost his tail. Other times, he's been in a war. Like, you don't know. You don't know. Vic's a crazy motherfucker. Uh, we, don't, we don't have to talk about my weird uh, we should just do an episode Fucking on that sad sad <laughs> lonely ass life where i just stare at the bird feeder and make up ethnic groups for the different ones that come in but yeah like little, little gangs for each of them yeah i mean at least it's interesting i find it very interesting trying to like explain it to my mom who like loves birds she she was not amused she was just like yeah you need to go back to work because you're losing your fucking mind like no mom this is just how i am this is just me (laughs) sorry to break the news to you you were a huge influence on my life and i am fucking weird because of it but yeah i digress this week, we're talking... Oh, wait. No, no, no. No. Hey, it's me, your boy, Taylor. <laughs> um, so, very clearly, this is the first time Taylor's started the introductions. Nah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's me. I'm Taylor. Hello. How are you today? And I'm Tessa. 
and this is all called nation podcast and we're getting we're getting right into it this week with uh the 27 club yes and for those of you who don't know what the 27 club is it's um just this really cool thing that <laughs> i don't know if i would describe it as this really cool thing yeah that was supposed okay. to be sarcasm if, right. I, if i had the whole thing ready in my mind and not like thinking of it as i'm talking um it would have come across better but um it is a group of so it's mostly musicians yeah but there are some artists actors and artists yeah yeah just like well-known slash famous people um who all died at 27 years old and a lot of them are like mysterious slash weird circumstances yeah where like there's no like conclusive this is definitely what happened yeah there's also a lot of weird connection like random connections yeah like throughout all the people that i wrote down at least and like some of them could be explained as like oh well they were in like the same circle yeah kind of but i don't i don't know it's still not all of them were in the same it's still weird to me so yeah so yeah um i don't know what people you wrote down but my first person is robert johnson yeah this is the one where we had our little debate because you said the people in the 1800s didn't count (laughs) i was joking but Oh, like honestly, I wasn't sure if you wrote down any of the people or fuck like no, I was not writing all those people down. Are you nuts? If you wrote down, I like got carpal any of tunnel. Them. I got carpal tunnel. <laughs> I'm writing all of those people. There's so many. I know. Like, I didn't write down all of them. I didn't know that there was so many. That yeah. shocked me. Yeah, the one. So, the Rolling Stones like their website not the band like the magazine yeah their website they have an article that lists like 20 people who are in the 27 club um and that was a lot of the i mean i didn't write all 20 down but like i took like the most like famous yeah kind of from there just to because it'd be impossible to go like that would Fucking, that, would that would take, take us like forever. eight episodes yeah. yeah to cover each one individually and go over like their full full situation full life and death and all the good stuff yeah so um robert johnson he was born on may 8th 1911 in hazelhurst mississippi and his so his dad wasn't in the picture and he moved around a lot with his mom to like, they lived on a lot of different plantations okay. in Mississippi. And they settled down in Memphis for a little bit. But for the most part, like, his whole life was, like, super nomadic. Yeah. As a child, a lot of, um, like, he picked up on music through, um, oh, my God, the harmonica. Okay. And um, I should have written it down, but... It was called something. It was called, like, the poor man's guitar or something like that. Okay. That 
like men that his mom worked with like on the plantation mm-hmm. would like be playing music and he would just like sit around and like listen listen to them play okay and that's how he got into like the blues and yeah so he stuff. and he started learning so he learned the guitar how to play the guitar um like the late 1920s and like between like 1930 and 1931 okay and he ma- he ended up marrying like a teenage girl when he was 20 no he was 18 and she was 15 okay all right the still weird but For like the that time, time yeah, yeah it was it's like, fine that's normal and she got pregnant but she died during childbirth and so did the baby oh. yeah and he kind of like lost his marbles a little yeah bit. a little bit and that just like led to his or that helped contribute to his nomadic lifestyle like he didn't want to really settle down anywhere and like start a real life yeah for himself and he also would travel a lot because he would play music at different um like bars juke joints stuff like that and at first he he wasn't he wasn't that great like a lot of people didn't didn't like him yeah like a lot of critics were like meh why is he playing right now i feel that and he like kind like he kind of fell off the grid for a little bit and when he came back, it was like probably six months to a year later, he like blew everyone away with his musical talents. Oh, and how did that? How did so, that happen? There's a legend that he uh, he sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. Have you seen the brother? Where art thou? Oh, oh, brother, where art thou? I've seen like a couple parts of it. Please watch that movie first off. I mean, George Clooney's in it, yeah. so. Ugh. <laughs> beautiful movie um but there's a guy in that movie who's a blues music blues musician uh-huh. <laughs> that's hard to put together and he like said to have sold his soul, soul to, to the, the devil, devil and all yeah. of that and like the kkk is in that movie and like it's kind of satirical yeah the movie is um, yeah that's i think it's um like a Cohen's brother, Cohen brothers movie, and they're like known for that. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah, but my um, dad is a fan of theirs. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it feels right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just it reminds he reminds me specifically. He reminds me of the character that they had in there. He was like mm-hmm. traveling with his guitar, trying to find a band, trying to make it big, and then he gets together with the Oh Brother Where Art Thou boys. And, like, boom, here we are, Soggy Bottom Boys. Done. Like, blows up. It just, it made me think of that. Yeah, it's actually, like, it was, like, a huge thing back then. I'm not so sure how popular it was when he was alive, but, like, after his death, everyone was like, yeah, he, like... He was tits. Yeah. Okay. And, like, he sold the soul, like, his soul to the devil. Like, one of the stories is he met, um... Like, he went to the crossroads, which, like, that's a common thing, like, crossroads yeah. demons. And he was approached by another, uh, another man who was the devil. He took his guitar, played, like, a few songs on it, and handed him his guitar back. And then he was, like, amazing at playing the guitar. 
Um, and he, there's actually a few of his songs that like reference the devil and hellhounds following him, which is like a thing. Like if you make the a deal with the devil or a demon, like yeah, they chase you down. What, for your yeah, soul. like yeah. Um, so your ultimate demise. Yeah, it's that's portrayed a lot in Supernatural, and it's like one of my favorite things about that show. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a good show. I I've heard everybody tells me that I would yeah. really really like it. And there's just... parts of it that's like it just goes off the wall and it's like mm, dial it back some. But like my favorite, like the first season is like my favorite season because it's literally just them going and like hunt hunting quote hunting for like these different like like Wendigo and. Okay, um, like supernatural creatures. Yeah, because and it's not like they go hunting for them, but they'll see, like, a news report about, like, this weird thing, and they go and investigate and, like, end up, like, solving. It's kind of like Scooby-Doo. All right. But, like, it's actually supernatural creatures, not real people with masks. Yeah. Um, But, like, there's a whole, like, demons and angels aspect to it that the four horsemen are in it. That's, like, my favorite part. I love the four horsemen in that movie. Show. In that show. <laughs> we knew what you man. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so he was vi- like he was known as like making a deal with the devil to become successful and that possibly led to his death on August 16th, 1938. He died near Greenwood, Mississippi, and his death wasn't reported on like at all yeah um his death certificate listed syphilis as the cause of death but like there was no official autopsy done which you have to autopsy a brain to find out if somebody has syphilis in that time yeah i'm not sure like he, like yeah look for holes in their brain yeah and, like the pock marks in their skull to find out if they have syphilis at that point yeah um one of like the big theories is that he was um he drank some poisoned whiskey because he had played at a juke joint and what he was like a huge womanizer after his wife and baby died he was like a huge womanizer and he was playing at a juke joint and was like flirting like hardcore with the owner's like wife or girlfriend whatever oh and then drank from like an open bottle of whiskey and it's theorized that the juke joint owner poisoned that whiskey for him to drink to kill him but i mean yeah that would (laughs) yeah Yeah. but the whole deal with the devil thing added to the mythical yeah and then him being 27 yeah and so like he kind of kick-started the whole like 27 club yeah the People who made this really popular, though, are Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Jan Joplin, and Jim Morrison. Yeah. Because they... They have super weird coincidences. And they all died very close together. Yeah. Like, so Brian Jones, he was the original founder and leader of the band Rolling Stones, for those who don't know. And, like, a lot of musicians during this time, he developed substance abuse during his fame 
sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was actually asked to leave the band in May of 1969. I mean, really, though, think about it. How bad off do you have to be for a rock and roll band to be like, hey, hey, bud? Yeah, well, it caused a lot of tension, like... Along with his substance abuse, it he also had a lot of tension with the um, other members of the band because like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards kind of overshadowed him. Yeah. When he like when you think Rolling Stones, you think yeah Mick Jagger. He's the you don't front man. He's the instantly be like Brian, Brian Jones. Jones. Yeah. You like I didn't even know he was like the original founder. Yeah. Um. Like in the very beginning, he was like the favorite. And everyone loved him. But then Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, like, really quickly overshadowed him and were the favorites. And everyone loved them. And, like, when you thought Rolling Stones, you associated that with Mick Jagger or Keith Richards. And that caused a lot of tension between them. And there was actually also a thing with, like, Brian Jones' one girlfriend left him to be with Keith Richards. But they were, like, all in, like, they were all on vacation someplace. And they literally left him (laughs) where they were and, like, flew back home together. And we're like, yeah, fuck you. All right. Yeah. So everybody's kind of a dick in that that, that scheme. So his Swedish girlfriend, Anna Wolin. Um, found him motionless at the bottom of his pool around midnight, July, like July 2nd into July 3rd. Yeah. And she thought he was like still breathing when they pulled him out. Yeah. I think she was just like being optimistic. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hard, that would be a really yeah. hard thing. But like he, so apparently he um, was like super drunk and super high. And then decide to go for a midnight swim. I mean... I don't think those mix, but I mean... I've definitely gotten drunk and been like, let's go swimming. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, he died in... He died July 3rd, 1969. And then Jimi Hendrix died on September 18th, 1970. So that was like a year... A year and a few months later. Yeah. So he was found dead in a London apartment from an overdose of sleeping pills that were his girlfriend's at the time. Yeah. Um, her sleeping pills. Because he was like a really bad insomniac. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that. Yeah. And he, like, so he was um, blues, R&B, rock, like Yeah, that. I mean, it's Jimi Hendrix. Sure, yeah, like Jimi Hendrix. So... And he, um... Just think wicked guitar riffs. Yeah. And he drank a lot. Yeah. And that caused issues in his life and his career. So his girlfriend, like, this one, like, she off, like she was like, hey, maybe, like, you should take, like, a sleeping pill or whatever, like, to help you sleep because you've been having a lot of trouble lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The one article I was reading said that it's, it's unclear how much, how many sleeping pills he took. And it seems like it's implied that he took, like, a handful. 
just Jesus. threw them all in there. When it was like, it said like half a pill would have been more Money. than enough. Jeez. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, and then just a month. <laughs> I forgot the order of the months. Yeah. October 4th. Not 19... even a month. Yeah. October 4th, 1970 is when Janis Joplin died of a heroin overdose an assumed heroin overdose. an assumed heroin overdose yeah the so i only read it in one source but it was like she took so she, like she shot up some here shot up some heroin in like a hotel room i think mm-hmm. that she was staying at went out and like did stuff or went to the bathroom something came back and then, like, passed out and smacked her face into the nightstand. And, like, Ow. passed out. From, okay. Or got knocked out from that. And then was found dead. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Because you don't always... Not speaking from personal experience, but, like, relative experience. Yeah. Just having been around people like you can overdose on shit and like function for a little bit like you're obviously fucked up like out of your mind but like you can go about and do things like gary was technically my brother was overdosed on drugs heroin being one of them at the time that everything happened and so like you can still like do shit, walk around and all of that before like you actually like succumb to it. I feel like if she did hit her head or her face or something and passed yeah. out, your body goes into that state of rest at that point and with the stuff in her system, I could see it just slowing down and then the heroin being like, "Well, okay, guess what? Your heart's stopping now." Yeah. So like I read that I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, that's rough. Oh, and I think it was Brian Jones. It's actually a few different of the, a few different musicians. They were influenced by Robert Johnson's music. Oh, yeah, like that's well, I mean, that makes sense because they are yeah, like they're in the same genre. But it's just like we like that's just like one of like the weird coincidences that can also be explained. Well, like makes sense. Yeah, but it's like more than one of them. Like, it was Brian Jones, I think Jimi Hendrix. It was more than one that would have, like, publicly, like, stated, like, oh, yeah, like, my, like, musical influences are blah, 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 and Robert Johnson. Comes up for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an odd one, considering he was so far ahead of them. Yeah. It was like, I mean, that's... And it's like, he only recorded, like, 29 songs. Robert Johnson. Yeah. Which, in like, if you look at artists today, that's yeah. nothing compared to what they... Yeah. That's two albums for them. Yeah. Are they even called... Yeah. Albums. Yeah. Okay. Records, albums. Whatever. I don't... Yeah. I don't... I don't listen to music in that... Yeah. In that format anymore. Yeah. So, it's like, to only be... Like, to have only recorded 29 songs and then also be that influential. Yeah. And it just so happens that you're that influential with... People, people that are also dying at 27. Yeah. Um, and then Jim Morrison, he was the frontman and vocalist of The Doors. And, like, other ones that we have 
talked about, he um, indulged in drugs and alcohol. And he actually had a lot of trouble with the police, like, later on in his career and life. Um, he, it was actually, he was backstage, like, before a show started, or, like, in the middle of a show. Mm-hmm. And he was confronted by a cop, and some re- for some reason in their interaction, the cop maced him. And he, like, went, and he, like, Jim Morrison ended up going, like, on stage and, like, giving, like, this huge, like, anger-driven speech and all this shit. Yeah. And then, um, he was arrested in 1970 for exposing himself during a concert. Yeah. (laughs) He was very much a fan of himself. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed like the the doors the movie yeah i haven't seen it but oh like my i God. know that it exists i love that movie but just the vibes that you get from how his character is portrayed like that it's like supposed to be biographical like a biopic thank you yeah i made up a new word again um <clears throat> it it very much felt like oh yeah he was feeling himself like he knew he was hot he knew yeah. he was a beautiful man. Like, he embraced that. Definitely, like, some weird shit going on with Warhol, I believe. Like, oh. Yeah. They were, they were friends. <laughs> they were friends. Um, but, so he moved to Paris in spring of 1971 with his girlfriend, Pamela Corson, to kind of, like, remove himself and like take some time off and i guess try to get his life back together because of all this shit going on um and his girlfriend found him um dead in the bathtub of their apartment um seemingly from heart failure yeah but he's 27 no autopsy was done yeah i don't like that aspect of these things because there was no um clear evidence of like foul play autopsy should just be mandatory you should just do an autopsy yeah i don't i don't know yeah i don't know especially in cases like this where it just like happened like i understand like someone like oh die like they have cancer and they've been fighting it for a while and then they die like not yeah. to autopsy them because it's like clearly yeah we, clearly we, this, this did this but to like them. you find your 27 year old boyfriend dead in the bathtub yeah sus not a fan like what and you just assume heart failure how do you assume that without an autopsy three years later in 1974 his girlfriend pamela corson died of hair of a heroin overdose in her la apartment at the age 27 (laughs) and i forgot to mention with brian jones it's specifically keith richards but his like band member his former band members think something like happened yeah that it wasn't just like a tragic accident that he um when the coroner's report they put in death by misadventure yeah what what does that even mean um sounds a little a little suspicious little (laughs) sketch if you ask me 
<laughs> not mm, no. It's weird. The next person who joined the 27 Club, I don't like saying that. Yeah, it's not the club that you want to be a part of. <laughs> like, repopularized the idea that, like, it's some, like, supernatural curse. Yeah. Or whatever. That this was, like, a significant thing. That... Yeah. Yeah. That it's not just, like a coincidence that it's happening yeah um and that was kurt cobain if you don't know who that is if you're you too don't... young yeah. you're too young to be listening to this <laughs> yeah. um i have some passionate opinions about kurt cobain's death i mean that's understandable <laughs> but i don't want to get into that much in this episode because we'll definitely be doing like an episode series strictly about Kurt Cobain down um but just a hopefully brief overview I will try my best you can do this I believe in you. um I'll be nice for those of you who don't know Kurt Cobain he was in the band Nirvana no fuck you guys <laughs> if you don't know the band Nirvana I'm not gonna go into detail about it just go YouTube Nirvana and listen to the MTV Unplugged yeah. sessions and then they you're good to go <laughs> so Kurt Cobain was found on April 8th 1994 by an electrician at his Seattle home who already feels super sketchy yeah and like a couple sources that I read for this said that the electrician was putting a home security system in or um like fixing some light bulbs like putting new light bulbs in which i guess when you're a rock star you don't yeah i guess if you have to put your own light bulbs in yeah i don't know it was weird that's cool i'm short so like we're both short putting light bulbs in is kind of a struggle for me yeah i need to become a rock star apparently let's do it (laughs) somebody (laughs) put my light bulbs in for me (laughs) um and so he wasn't found in the house he was in like a greenhouse that he had on his property and his estimated death was on april 5th so the autopsy that was done on him hasn't been publicly released yeah um which to me if you're not releasing an autopsy report to the public like i feel like there's foul play involved and there's an ongoing investigation which is why you're not releasing that content yeah like it it would make sense to like not release it if you were still investigating the death but like from the very beginning they they were going at it as a suicide yeah so that doesn't really make sense the only other thing i could think of is that um like his family requested requested it. it to be private because um there was and this is slightly different but there was a i didn't write his name down because honestly it's not that important but he someone like either a reporter or investigator someone had requested that the crime scene photos like all of the crime scene photos be released to the public mm-hmm. because um so, like, the crime scene photos that you can go online and look at don't, aren't all of them. They, you don't ever see 
Kurt Cobain's full body. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. Like, he got shot in the head with a shotgun. Yeah. But it showed, like, that... Because, like, one of the, like, big things surrounding, like, the people who believe that he didn't commit suicide is because of, like, the position his body was in in relation to, like, the shotgun and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. if, like, with all of those photos being released publicly, that can show more information to the possibility that he was, that he did not commit suicide. But with those photos, um, Courtney Love and uh, Francis Bean Cobain, they both were, like, like, they sued... I can't remember if they sued him or if he was, like, suing someone to get them released. Yeah. But they were, like... The this... reporter. Yeah, yeah. The guy who wanted to... Publicly. Wanted them to be publicly released. They were, like, that's an invasion of our privacy. And they were saying, like, we don't want to... Like, those are gonna be everywhere. Yeah. All over the internet. Without even searching for them, we will end up seeing them. And, like, we don't... We don't want to go through that. We don't want to live it every yeah. day. We already have to do it. Which, I mean, I don't care about Courtney Love, but, like, Kurt Cobain's daughter shouldn't have to see no. those photos. And so, like, I guess, like, it might be, like, along the lines, like, that the autopsy is kind of an invasion of privacy also, but it's still kind of sketchy. And before his death, he had been missing for a few days, because he went to the Exodus Recovery Center in Marina Del Rey, California, on either March thirtieth or March thirty, <laughs> either March thirtieth or March thirty first, mm-hmm. and he was only there for two days when he escaped. <laughs> escaped. He, yeah, he like told one of the um. I don't know if they're really guards, but, like, one of the people who work there, that he was gonna, that he wanted to go out for a smoke. Yeah. And so he went out on the balcony and, like, jumped over, like, a six-foot wall. Wow. To, like, go. Did he check himself in? He, so, before he checked in, um, he, there was actually, like, an intervention. Oh, Organized by Courtney Love and, like, some of their other friends. So, he, like, I don't know exactly if he, like, checked himself in, but even if he did, it was kind of, like... At the push of friends and family. Yeah. So, he, so, he had been missing, and they were searching for him. Mm -hmm. Like, a missing person's... Report? Report. I could not think of that word. A missing person's report was filed for Kurt Cobain. And they were, like, searching for him. People went to his house and searched his property and did not find him. Because I guess they just didn't think about looking in this greenhouse. Because the greenhouse isn't, like, when you hear greenhouse, at least I picture, like, glass glass. walls. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not how it was. It was, like, wooden. Okay. Like, it had, like... It was, like, a shed with probably a glass roof. Yeah. It looks more like a shed and has, like, um, skylights. Yeah. So, like, it's not like you can walk past it and just, like, glance in and see. So, I guess no one thought to look in there. If you have somebody to change your light bulbs, though, you're telling me you don't have a gardener? You don't have a groundskeeper? 
that's going to be checking a greenhouse. That's, like, yeah, they usually come, like, once a week. Yeah, it's... I don't... I don't know. It's strange. I don't know about all that, man. So, Tom Grant, who was a private investigator that had been hired by Courtney Love to find Kurt Cobain, believes that he was murdered. And he has very publicly like expressed his feelings that Courtney Love <laughs> is involved with his murder. Dun, dun, dun. And I agree with him. <laughs> I don't dramatic pause. I don't want to be sued, but not saying for sure who am I? We don't know. These not are just speculations. Expert, but you know just read a little bit about it. Yeah. And uh, you'll find out that some people are quite sus in this situation. Um, I mean, the first thing I'm going to do if I murdered somebody is hire a private investigator to put them off the trail. So, just saying. So, if someone close to Taylor goes missing and then ends up dead and she hires a private investigator, we know that Taylor murdered them. Yeah. Um, so there was a suicide note found, written, quote, written in entirety by Kurt Cobain. Yeah. But the, so most of the note is really just making it seem like he is going to, like, stop being a musician. And Dave Grohl, who was in Nirvana, like, at this time, he, after, like, all of this happened like it might have been years i'm not exactly sure when but he has shared the information that like during this time like nirvana was planning on breaking up Mm. and so so like most of the notes just seemed like he was sick of like the fame because it did like he kurt cobain was not like like, he he wasn't a spotlight person he didn't like the spotlight he in high school and stuff, like, he strived to be weird and, like, go, yeah, like, be separated. Apparently, there was, like, a kid in his class who was gay, and this was in, like, the 80s. Yeah, like, around the 80s. Mm. And Kurt Cobain, like, made it, like, a point to be like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with him. Because, like, everyone was, everyone else was, like, an asshole because he was, yeah. like, gay it wasn't all this stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, he's, like, he's a good friend of mine. So, like, if you don't like him, Solid. like, you, you, you have an issue with me, too. Solid human. Yeah. Uh, but so at the very end of the note, it's, like, a few sentences, is when he, like, starts to, when it seems like he's saying, like, goodbye, like, to life. Because yeah. he's like, Courtney, I love you. And, like, Francis, like, stuff, like, like it's addressed, like, to them, mm-hmm. kind of. And saying, like, goodbye, like, I'll always, like, whatever. Like, don't let this. I don't remember the exact words. But those sentences are in, like, a different handwriting from the rest of the note. And you can find the note online. Yeah, we'll probably post it, yeah. in all honesty. And, like, it's very obvious. Like, it looks like. Like, the note is written normally, and then these, like, these last three, like, sentences, it looks as if, like, I was writing, and I was, started writing, trying to write with my left hand. 
Okay. Like, it looks like someone copying Somebody the trying. Yeah. Yeah. But... But not succeeding. Not very well. Because, like, the handwriting... Like, it's a lot bigger than the rest and, like, spaced out differently. Mm-hmm. And it's just strange, to say the least. And I can confidently say that this is a hill I will die on. Kurt Cobain did not kill himself. <laughs> too soon (laughs) (laughs) so um just two months later after Kurt Cobain's death on June 16th 1994 Kristen Pfaff which she was a member of the rock band Hole which who else was in that band you ask Courtney Love Kristen was found dead in her bathtub from a heroin overdose at the age of 27. Extra sus. Yeah. Yeah. Extra sus. <laughs> so, the this is the first musician. No. This is the first person who's not a musician. Okay. That I'm going to talk about in the 27 Club. Jonathan Brandis. Do you know who that is? Okay. You probably... <laughs> I figured, but... Not a clue. I don't know people by their names. Yeah. You probably, like, if you saw his face, you'd probably be like, oh, okay, yeah, him. Um, But he, so he began his career as a child model and then moved into acting, so he was, like, a child actor. Yeah. And his debut role was on One Life to Live in 1982. Yeah. Uh, but he's known, he's best known for his role in It in 1990, which is where I know him from. Okay. What? No, I'm just listening, yeah. What, what was that thing? No, I, who is he in It? He's one of the kids. Um, Duh. There's nobody else in the movie, basically. They're the only ones that are important. He... Has blonde hair okay, and I'll, blue eyes. I'll Google it. Like, what? Do you know the It characters by name? No. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> what, his name's Bill. I can tell you that. His name's Bill in It, but hmm. you'll probably be like, who's that? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I, I yeah. Googled him. I know who it is. Yeah. So, he was then on Sequest DSB, which I have literally never heard of, but is a sci-fi series by Steven Spielberg, so it's strange that I never heard of it. Yeah. But, um, he was on that at age 17, and that kind of, like, launched him into, like, the teen idol status. Yeah. But that show was canceled after, I think, like, three seasons. It didn't run for very long. And after that, he couldn't really, like, get, like, the... Like, like, he couldn't succeed in his career the way that he wanted to. Yeah. And he kind of, like, down-spiraled from there. And he ended up, um, like, drinking a lot. And on November 11th, 2003, he hanged himself in his apartment. And he was found by someone. I don't know. I thought you were about to say Courtney Love. God damn it. What the hell? 
someone close to him that like was looking for him and went to his apartment um and he was like still alive oh yeah shit. like he he actually ended up dying the next day in the hospital Ugh. yeah that's a rough one yeah that's a rough one so amy winehouse yeah. is the next one again if you don't know who amy winehouse is like you need to listen to more music yeah everybody i guess <laughs> Everyone knows Amy Winehouse. Um, her so her debut album Frank was released in two thousand three, and this is when so when she when her life turned to like her musical career. That's when she like became um, quote an unstable party girl. That was like her reputation. Yeah, I've watched documentaries on her and like her folks, her friends and family from like overseas in Europe where she's from. Yeah all say how she was an angel like she never did anything Mm -hmm. like didn't do drugs didn't drink nothing and then she came to the states with her music career and just plummeted which makes me really sad yeah because she had a fucking set of lungs on her and like yeah she was a her music is amazing yeah, and she she was very unapologetically herself, and I loved oh, yeah. that. She, yeah, like she's like, yeah, I'm gonna get these like crazy ass like cute little tattoos like I want, mm-hmm. and which still like, was a little taboo for the time frame. I mean, shit, it's still a little taboo today, which is annoying. But and that hair, man. Yeah, I was gonna say like she hair. had her own like she created an image, yep. stuck to it, and like that that very specific amy winehouse winged liner and that hair it's what it was all about um she also was in a relationship with blake fielder civil and it wasn't like like it was a very tumultuous relationship yeah and he actually like has admitted that he introduced her to like hard drugs and stuff like that so like their relationship did not help at all with her no um substance abuse and by 2006, what the management company that she was with suggested she go to rehab for alcoholism. And Amy Winehouse, like, left that company. And wrote a song about yeah, it. Yeah, and wrote a song about it. And that experience, along with, like, her relationship with, like, Fielder Civil. Yeah. Um, helped influence a lot of her album back to black which was released in 2006 um on august 8th 2007 she od'd from a mix of heroin cocaine ecstasy ketamine whiskey and vodka during a pub crawl she did in london and she was actually she was hospitalized for it and, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which obviously, yeah, fucking put that much shit in your body, you're gonna be fucked up. A little bit. And she had to, like, put a pause on, like, a lot of her shows and everything. And at first she had, cl- like, she and her, like, PR people, I guess, um, said that it was from exhaustion that she was in the hospital. Oh. No. Yeah, and then she ended up, like, a year or two later, um... In an interview, she ended up, like, admitting, like, oh, no, like, I overdosed on 
all this shit. Yeah. And that's why I was in the hospital. And it, it's, like, I guess rehab isn't for everyone, but, like, if she would have gotten help, she probably would still be alive. Or there's a good, there's a better chance that she'd still be alive if she just got the help she needed. Yeah, that is, that's one of those things, like, the whole, yeah. they're not gonna do it unless they want, want to. to. Yeah. Like, that really, really holds true, because even sometimes when they want to, it's still they still hard. can't yeah. bring themselves to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother was clean for almost two years. Yeah. And he had tried rehabs, like, he admitted himself into rehabs, and at the suggestion of friends and family and whatnot trying to get his life back together and it was just one of those things where like it worked for a little while for him and then wasn't working anymore one day yeah like boom here it was and then he was gone so yeah yeah it's just sad it is i don't like it you you don't want to see any lights burn out so young and it is a shame that there's this huge, huge list of yeah extinguished flames yeah. from for one one cause or another. And so in two thousand eight, she was denied a U.S. visa because there a video had surfaced on the internet of her like doing cocaine, and like that's grounds to not come to the U.S. because I feel like. Yeah, I don't. Wouldn't be. I get because she didn't. She so like that video surfaced, and then she wasn't like, oh yeah, like. But Sorry. Like, yeah, like she like embraced. She's like, oh yeah, that's me doing cocaine. I did that. I do those things. Yeah. Um, and she was supposed to perform live at the Grammys. Oh shit! That year. And they I feel had like to I kind of remember that she still performed, but she was in like London. And they did, like, the, like, they recorded her. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, because, like, my family doesn't watch that kind of stuff. Like, I don't either. But I feel like I do remember Mm -hmm. that being mentioned, that she couldn't be there. And they, like, fluffed it up. They made it nicer. Yeah, you were like, oh. We're so sorry she couldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, she died on July 23rd, 2011 from alcohol poisoning. And her blood alcohol content was f- over five times the legal driving limit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. When her, like, her body was, for some reason I want to say a hotel, but I don't think that's right. I think she was in her apartment. I the Hotel also sounds right to me, but could be wrong. Yeah. Wherever she was found... There were two empty vodka bottles, like, laying, like, discarded within the vicinity. So, like, when police showed up, they were like, oh, well, that probably has something to do with it. It was in her home. It was in her home? Yeah, in Camden. Okay. And this is the last person I wrote down. And I love him. And I might cry. I'm not gonna cry. Don't cry. I cried when... (laughs) You cried when you wrote it? Oh, my God. Listen. Okay. So, the last person I'm going to talk about is Anton Yelchin. He was amazing. 
I remember when he died. Like, I remember when I found out that he died. Because I was on my way home from a 21 Pilots concert the summer before Jared and I got married. And we were sitting in the car. And I think it was Felicia, someone, was like, Anton Yochin just died. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, he did. And now, occasionally when I watch movies with him in it, I start crying. Okay, what I, you do you. You do you, boo. So his parents were Russian figure skaters. I did not know that. Yeah, and they moved to the U.S. when he was still a baby. Yeah. Probably to, like, try to give him a better life, because that's... Apparently America's the best place to come. <laughs> so, he first appeared in ER in 2000, which I did not know. But his breakout role was in the movie Alpha Dog, which came out in 2006. That's another movie that Justin Timberlake is in and is good in, John. <coughs> got told <laughs> and then between 2011 and 2015 alone he appeared in 18 films yeah so i'm like not a huge actor but he did a lot of like supporting roles is it wasn't he like a lo- just a ton of supporting roles in most of his work um he pro- it was probably like half and half Like, he did, like, you would probably know him from, like, supporting roles. Like, I know him from Alpha Dog, Charlie Bartlett, and Star Trek. So, I know him from Charlie Bartlett. Star Trek. I feel like I said that weird. Yeah, and I felt like he was a supporting role in Star Trek. Yeah, he's a supporting role in Star Trek. I thought you were going to say Charlie Bartlett. No, no, no. He was the main character. He's the main character. Yeah. (laughs) The movie is is named after him. Yes. Um, he's another, he's in a movie called Like Crazy. It's like a rom-com. Yeah, it's not. Might actually not be, it might just be, like, a romance, but he's, like, the main guy. Um, and he's in Fright Night, the remake. Yep. I actually haven't seen it. I really want to, because Colin Farrell's in it also. But he's, like, the main guy in that, and he's in Odd Thomas, which I also haven't seen, but I have to watch. I'm gonna just have an Anton Yeltsin marathon, so feel free to join me. If you're gonna- I don't want to if you're gonna cry. I won't cry until I watch the documentary that's been made about him. I watched the trailer and I started crying during the trailer and I'm like, this is awful. I just don't get- I don't get that attached. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You're not, in, you're not as into, like, movies and stuff as I am. Yeah, that's very true. I'm not. I thought you were gonna try to, like, argue. I'm like, no, we- <laughs> It's okay. You don't have to be. No, I am no, no. obsessed with movies. I take it to the next level. So I don't have, I don't have time. Like <laughs> we watch a bunch of stupid shit. The TV's always on, but I never watch it. Yeah, you watch YouTube videos and shit I don't watch your, a lot of. You watch shit on. I like how you go. I don't have time to watch movies, bitch. You watch TikTok all day. I don't watch TikTok all day. <laughs> I watch TikTok all night. Okay, well, when my friend is not streaming, that's you mostly could what be... I do. Or I play like Candy Crush and shit. Yeah. Or, like, I do crafts. So you're just saying a whole lot of shit. That you... <laughs> I, I do stuff, but I don't have time to watch movies. And a lot of movies are scary, or, like... A lot of movies aren't scary. I feel like a lot of them are scary. We watched the new Mortal Kombat movie last night. That looks good as fuck. I'm not it gonna was, lie. Okay, so 
I went into it trying not to have really high expectations because I've heard from, like, a few different people that it wasn't that great and it was, like, super underwhelming. But, like, you still got, like, the nostalgia. Yeah. And stuff. That's all I'm looking for But, oh, my God. It was good. I really, Jared and I both really, really liked it. Mm. I don't know how Carson felt about it because he doesn't really, like, express feelings about movies the same way Jared and I do. Like, yeah, Jared, see, me and Carson are on the same page. Yeah, and you Jared, guys love your movies. Yeah, Jared and I will, like, watch a movie and then, like, we'll have a discussion about the movie after it's over. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I do the same thing with John, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy. John and Jared are my movie people. See, and, like, I'm I'm your book person. Like, you can come to me for yes. any book. You can give me a book, I'll read it in a day, and then yes. we can talk about it. Yes. And Heidi's my Degrassi person. <laughs> Bitch, I used to watch Degrassi. I used to watch Degrassi with you. <laughs> yeah. But I also watched it with Heidi. <laughs> I don't remember watching it with Heidi. There was literally one weekend, a full weekend, we watched Degrassi. Because one of the new movies was coming, like, the Jurassic movies was coming out. So, and Felicia, or Felicia, Heidi, was, like, not all the way caught up with Degrassi. I was like, bitch, you have to watch. So we spent, like, the whole week on watching Degrassi and then watched the movie. So, yeah. So anytime, like, someone, I'm watching something and someone from Degrassi pops up, I text Heidi. It literally happened earlier this week. But she had already told me that that person was in that TV show and I completely forgot. Well, I so also, that was embarrassing because of all the group chats that we have because we've got a few of them. Every time you guys see something that's like Grey's Anatomy, Degrassi related, Dawson's Creek, it's like boom, boom, boom. I boom, do boom. not. Here's all the posts. No, not Dawson's Creek. That she was still sends them sometimes. No, Heidi doesn't watch Dawson's Creek. Wait, what am I thinking of? One Tree Hill? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Say, I've watched a lot of shit, but I've I've never watched Dawson's Creek. I will never watch Dawson's yeah, Creek. Yeah, I don't even know what it's about. I've watched, like, the first episode, and I was like, this is shit. I'm gonna go watch One Tree Hill. Nice. That's what, that's what I meant. Yeah, but One yeah, Tree Hill. Get bombarded with, like, the video, which I don't mind. I never yes. mind. I guess Heidi's my TV show person, because me and Heidi watch a lot more of the same TV shows than you do, because you don't watch... Like, you watch fantasy stuff, and that's pretty much... That's not true. I watch Letterkenny, bitch. Watch some Letterkenny. Okay. Pitter-patter. T- one TV show. It's Ooh. a good-ass show, okay? It's so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. I love that show. <laughs> um, I don't even know how we got off on this tangent. Yeah, apologies. Um, Back to Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Oh, that's how. We were talking about his films, and then we got into oh. to movies that I haven't seen. I, yeah. No, I brought it up because you said that you feel like most movies are scary, and I was like, there's a lot of movies that aren't scary. And then I talked about Mortal Kombat, which is, the reason is because I put it on, and it's on HBO Max, and HBO Max will usually play, like, a trailer for, like, a different movie or whatever, like, before the actual movie starts. Yeah. And, like, you can skip it. But depending on what it is, I'll watch it. So last night, it one started playing, and I was like, what the heck is this? And then Patrick Wilson's face came on the screen, and Jerry was like, oh, that guy. I was like, oh, this is the new Conjuring movie. But, like, Carson was downstairs, and Felicia was downstairs with us, so I was like, I guess I'll skip it and just watch it a different time. <laughs> no thanks. Um, but anyway, Anton Yeltsin. So he... Uh, he actually did, like, a lot of stuff, too. So, like, he played guitar. He was in a punk band called The Hammerheads. I did actually know that. <laughs> I've heard some of that music. 
Are they good? Yeah, it's okay. Mm, not awful. Yeah. Not my cup of tea on a regular basis. Well. But tolerable. That's not necessarily an insult, so. No. <laughs> You're not wrong at all. You're not wrong at all. Um, and he also he was also really into photography. Also? I actually did not. That's kind of cool. And... I'm not going to cry. So, stop. (laughs) So, um, he failed to show up to a rehearsal. So, his friends, like, went to his house. Yeah. And found him pinned between his 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee and a brick pillar gatepost outside his Studio City home in L.A. Yeah. What a way to go. Like, the cause of death was blunt traumatic asphyxia. Yeah, which does not just mean, like, his... He, he bled out internally and his lungs filled up with that blood. I don't know if that's, like, exactly what needs to happen, but, like... Well, asphyxia is, like, choking. Yeah. Blunt trauma is usually, like... Well, your lung, that doesn't necessarily mean your lungs have to fill up with their What are you going to fucking asphyxiate on? Maybe his, he, his chest was just crushed, so, like, he couldn't actually take in oxygen. Yeah, if you, asphyxia is when you, like, the lack of oxygen to your system. Doesn't mean you have to drown in your own blood, which is practically what your lungs filling up with your own blood is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway... So, Sorry. he got pinned between his car and one of the brick posts of his gate outside his home. because So, he got home and he put his car in park, or so he thought he had. Yeah. And he went down to make sure that his gate was, like, locked and to check his mail. And his car was not in park and rolled down his driveway, which was, like, a super steep incline and crushed him between the car and the post and that car has been recalled twice for that issue wow yeah because so it's um something with like the transmission like it's somehow like i don't know because i haven't ever driven a jeep grand cherokee But, like, something about, I guess, I'm assuming the gear shift, it's, like, you can't always tell if it's in park or not. I'm not sure. Because that's what... I've never seen a Grand Cherokee that's not stick. And maybe that's... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the issue. Because, like, you know you don't have... Like, it's... Yeah, like, you don't have to put it in park. You can put it in... Like, first or reverse or whatever. Yeah. You couldn't. But we, yeah, you could. Sorry, my brain just broke for a second. Like, just ignore me. Were you saying you couldn't put it in? For some reason, I felt like he left it on, but like that's been neither oh. confirmed nor denied. So no, yeah, you could put it in. Yeah. First or not first, you could put it in reverse to hold it still on an incline. Yeah. With your e brake, but yeah. 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 So I'm not sure, like exactly logist 
the logistics of it because yeah. I've never driven a Jeep Grand, Jesus, Jeep Grand Cherokee and haven't even, like, seen the inside of one. Like, what, but somehow he thought he had put it in park, but he had not. Yeah. But it was in enough that it didn't move when he got out of his car. Yes, yeah, so like, like you know, probably an issue with like the transmission slipping gears and it like falling out of park. Yeah, which that I hope that their family got some. His family got. I some don't retribution. So his family, um, sued. His parents sued the um, dealership that he bought it from, and the dealership was like no it's not our fault yeah i mean that's really not on them that's on yeah i don't like that's all i saw i'm not sure if they then tried to that's on the plant that's manufacturing that particular car and model yeah with that issue especially if it was a known issue yeah like i mean shit i haven't had a mazda in fucking four years now and i still get the recall email or mailings about my fucking airbags because they had airbag there were metal shards that were packed in with the airbags in that particular model of mazda that were killing people well yeah when they were going off because they were like well yeah embedding into people um i still get those things like and it's annoying as fuck yeah i would um when i had my hyundai sonata that was like my grandparents car so, like, they paid, like, they bought it. Like, what, by the time I got it, it was, like, completely paid off, so I didn't have, like, a car payment mm. or anything. Um, but the one time when I got it inspected, and it was at my uncle, because he did, like, my oil changes, he actually noticed, and I think he said something to the garage when they, because when I had, I was, like, 19 or 20 and stuff, so, like, I was barely an adult, and they still, like, handled all the car stuff. Yeah. So, they made, like, the appointments for, like, the inspections and all that stuff, and my uncle, I think, said something to the garage, like, hey, like, this is going on, like, you guys need to take a look at it, because the year before, um, in that inspection, they didn't say anything about it, but, like, my uncle discovered it, like, shortly after, yeah, it was weird. And it's, like, one of the part, it was something, like, underneath the car, the AC, like, condensation from the AC was, like, dripping on this one part, and it was, like, rusting out. Yeah. But, it, like, con- like it was part of, not part of the, like, the steering panel, but it, if that rusted out, I would not have been able to steer my car. Like, if it would have rusted out to, like, a certain point, and, like, that car was actually recalled like for, for that, that issue yeah, yeah. and um but for the longest time my pap would still bring it up and i'm like yeah i know i could have died thanks no <laughs> um but another thing with the first recall on this it happened um i think sometime to early 2016 is when they real like the recall happened mm-hmm. but the th- like notice wasn't sent out to the dealerships until the same week that this happened. Wow, that's super fucked. Yeah. And then another recall was done on the Jeep Grand Cherokee in 2020 because of the same, like, rollaway issues. Damn. So, that's the 27 Club. Yeah. That's just some of the 27 Club. Like, this is... Yeah. This is a... There's no denying, like... 
it's very suspicious. There's so many artists and people in the spotlight that happen to die in their 27th year. So I, I do. I completely agree. I think it's sketch. I There's something here. Yeah. I don't know if it's the Illuminati. I don't know. Don't kill me. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I'm not associated with that opinion at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the 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 big bad puppeteers of Hollywood. Like saying, hey. No, that's Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell's death. Do you know? Do you know what would make this like? really blow up for us like let's kill these people because these movies these these musics these bands are going to get a lot more recognition without this person being on earth anymore so i don't know i do feel that there's some happenings maybe in our lifetime like we'll get to learn what it is it'll come out how crazy would that be I, I would like a huge conspiracy like that was revealed. I'm super nosy, so like I really, really, really like when I find information out. But yeah, same. Like, if this would come out, like that would like make my life. It'd be like, yep, done. I can die now. It's fine. I might be 27 <laughs> when that happens, <laughs> and I'll be part of it. But uh, I would be content. So, we'll be posting up lots of stuff, I'm sure. Um, you can find all the links to our social medias on altcultnationpodcast.com. Good job. Thanks, I'm learning. Yay. I've been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing. I just imagine you standing, like, in your bathroom in front of your mirror. <laughs> you may or may not be right. <laughs> um... DM, DM <laughs> yeah. us. You can, you can check out um, our social medias: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, All Cult Nation. Uh, you can send us an email: All Cult Nation Podcast at gmail We like it doesn't matter what you want to say to us. You can you can email us anything, even if it's something mean. Taylor will get a kick out of it. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> um if you enjoy listening to us you can rate and review us on apple it will help our podcast grow yes and and just keep listening we appreciate yes, you guys we being love here. all of our listeners and we hope you guys enjoy listening to this because we enjoy making it so okay bye, bye.